Hello and welcome. I am your host, Michael Sherlock. Shocking, isn't it? I develop leaders and sales professionals all across the globe. I help them to tap into and achieve their true potential every day. I'm a business writer, speaker, and now host for this podcast, Shock Your Potential. Come on and join me. Let's learn and laugh together. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Shock Your Potential. Normally, my business podcast that focuses on excellence in leadership, sales, and customer experiences. And for the next few Fridays until this gets boring or (laughs) nobody listens anymore, (laughs) I am enjoying taping a number of episodes in what I'm calling my Job Seekers series. And the reason for this is I have spoken to so many people lately who are searching for a job amongst a number of challenges. Some are just because they're ready for something new, but many are because of layoffs, uh, businesses closing down, shutting the doors, especially in retail, or people re-entering the workplace after time out of traditional workplace uh, settings. So today, I'm very pleased to have a guest on, and I'm going to just give uh, you know full disclosure that I have known this person for a long time. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it is very true. But uh, through good times, bad, she's seen me through them all. <laughs> and uh, I think her story is really compelling because a number of you are going to uh, find it something that uh, you can relate to. And I I think it's an important journey to take together. So welcoming to my show today, I'd like you all to meet a lovely woman. Her name is Shayla Bolt. Shayla, thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Michael, for having me. It is such a pleasure. And the reason that I am very excited, just not just because I know you and love you dearly, but having you on today is because you are entering the workplace, again, the traditional workplace, and we're going to use those terms over and over again, I'm sure today, um, after time spent uh, homeschooling your children. And they're not children any longer. They are adults and they have uh, they have really done some amazing things and more in their future. But I think this is a really poignant issue for a number of people who are saying, you know, how do I get in or back in after a long uh, time out of the traditional circle? So let me just start with by this, Shayla, and ask you to um, kind of walk us through your career. Of course, I know about your career. And what I mean by that is not necessarily job for job, because I, I know it and I can see it on your resume, although those are important. But what I like to do is get a sense from people of why they've made different job changes and choices, and what leads you in particular up to the point where today you are saying, okay, it's time to rejoin the traditional work work world or workforce and uh, start uh, making that transition. So I'm just going to leave it up to you and see where we go from here. All right. Thank you. Uh, My career started about 22 years ago as I graduated from uh, Eastern Washington with my master's in business administration. And I came on as an intern uh, in the education department of Consumer Credit Counseling Service. For those of you who don't know about that service, it's wonderful for people who are having struggles with debt and um, credit management and love the education department. It was fantastic. I got to have a variety of experiences of community outreach, education, business management, and also working in the nonprofit world. It was exciting, great, loved it. But my husband and I had chosen that when we were ready to have kids that I would stay home. And so I forsook my career plans, put them on hold for a while and um, raised two beautiful children, sent them off to public school for elementary 
And when they were about halfway through elementary, I decided to go ahead and check back into the job market. Got a job as a business consultant, um, partnered actually with Michael. She's wonderful. <laughs> we uh, were trendsetters in the audiology setting of ENT setting. Uh, and set new standards of being able to raise sales in an area that had or market that had been previously untapped. Um, absolutely love teamwork, love being able to train people over the phone and in person. Uh, it was a position from home, which was great. Uh, but after a couple of years of working that position, uh, my husband and I had always kicked around whether or not we would homeschool. And we decided that since uh, they the kids were going into middle school and high school that I would go ahead and come home and we would launch into the scary world of homeschooling. Oh boy. And Graduating. I, I remember those days when you were making that decision to homeschool and, and it's not an easy one from a number of perspectives. Um, but, you know, let me just ask you real quickly, when you were reaching that point and deciding to step back out of traditional workplace. And again, we're going to use that term over and over again, traditional versus non-traditional or conventional, whatever we want to use. What kind of things went through your head, not about your kids and your family and what that was bringing to you, but did you have thoughts or concerns about impact on your career at that point in time? Absolutely. I knew that I had very small amount of work experience thus far. Uh, it was very scary because in the 10 years I had been out, the business landscape had changed tremendously. And I could only imagine what extracting myself out of the business world for another 10 years or nine years, what that was going to do to me. Um, professionally, personally, um, I am a hard worker. And so everything that I throw myself into, I throw myself into 100%. And so I knew I was at this pivotal point where I had to make a decision and that it was going to impact me in the business world. And that's where I'm struggling with right now is I want to work. I don't need to work, but I want to work. And so there's my dilemma. <laughs> How Absolutely. do I get back in? Absolutely. And then let's get, let's put a little bit more um, focus on this too, that you live in, you know, every, it's interesting to me that, you know, I, I work with so many people around the country and around the world and every community is different, but what are the professional opportunities within the Augusta, Georgia market? You know, it's, you know what, it's, what have you learned in this process? It's a very small market. Uh, we, uh, once a year, become center stage for the Masters Tournament, which is absolutely beautiful, wonderful. It's, it's a funny thing because all of Augusta, about two weeks before the Masters occurs, they beautify the entire town like it's this picture-perfect, amazing <laughs> place live and so what people see on tv is ah. the augusta national however augusta georgia is very small and it is very right. much a southern town it is who you know not really necessarily what you know and so the connectivity is so vital Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that that's true for a lot of smaller towns, but it's also very true for large networks as well. Um, we have quite a bit of business, businesses Absolutely. that are community related. And so um, not big businesses, 
but small businesses. So you you live in a geographic area that is challenging in terms of, you know, connections if you don't have them, if you haven't been running in the circles, but also Correct. when you need to step back into it. So I know you've been at this a little while, you know, how does it how do you feel about your efforts thus far? You know, how does it what kind of a toll does it take on you to be searching like this at this point in time given, you know, what you've been going through? Oh, that's such a great question. And it's so where I'm at right now. Uh, it is a mental battle that emotionally can take quite the heavy toll if you don't put it into perspective. I went into it initially thinking, I've got great worth. I've got, you know, yeah, I don't have the, the best of resumes, but I'm a great person. And I know I'm going to have people that are going to look at my resume. They're going to respond back either a yes or a no, or I'm going to get calls for interviews. <laughs> that did not happen. Um, I put it out into technology abyss and gotten mm -hmm. absolutely no response back. Well over a hundred, maybe closer to 200 things that I've actually looked at or have put my resume into that have gotten absolutely no response. So then becomes the mentality of, there's something wrong with me. I either it's the types of positions that I'm applying for. Why am I not getting any response? So it, it, it takes a, a hit from an emotional standpoint, thinking there must be something wrong with me or something wrong with my resume. I've changed my resume a couple of times. Um, so it's really just that problem solving of where is the sweet spot of mm -hmm. making more changes or just standing behind what I've got. Well, and there's uh, there's a couple of things, and and I know that we talked about this offline, um, but I'm going to tattle on you and say that you said that you look terrible on paper. <laughs> I do look terrible on paper, but give me an interview, and I look amazing. It's just non-conventional. Well, and that's really important for you to understand. You're not alone in this. There are a number of people facing the same thing that you are. And, you know, after taking a look at your resume, you know, in this format, you know, when we get done today, I'll share a couple of ideas with you because number one, there are some things with your resume that are probably counting against you that you don't even know that have nothing to do with whether or not you're skilled and appropriate. But many of the systems today, HRISs, so these human resource information systems are designed in many cases with businesses to only look for certain keywords, only looking for certain formats, looking for certain titles. And so there's an element there that may be pulling you out of even consideration before anybody even glances. And that's important. Wow. And that's, you know, that's probably happening, happening to you, you know, just from what I see on paper, but you know, it's because I'm old school. <laughs> it's not because you're old school. <laughs> it is. <laughs> you're just you just aren't as experienced in that part of the field because you've been That's focusing true. on other things. So we're going to spin everything to the positive. <laughs> Besides, the, the 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 old friend in you wants to just call you old, and that's not good. <laughs> 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 and you know, I never do that. Oops, I just did it on tape. You're not, no, no. you're not, you're much younger than I am. So it doesn't even matter. Um, <laughs> but then let me ask you this. Okay. So let's, let me, let's start with this. What kind of position does Shayla Bolt want? You know, if you had a magic wand and you could have a position created for you, what would it look like? It would look like a position that works very closely with people. I have a passion for small businesses. 
Um, it, I find that my business mind is not the same. I, I expect everyone else to have the same type of standard business mind that I do, but I find that that's not true. And so sometimes I'm surprised that people don't think in terms of profit and loss and people. And so I think I have a lot of gifts to share. And to, in fact, I've even thought of just playing volunteering and just saying, is there some place you need help? Because I love to help people. I don't know where my niches. I don't know where I'm to plug in. I know I have a lot of passions, but it's picking a lane and staying within it. Mm -hmm. And that's tough. Um, It's not impossible, but you know, you said a couple important things, you know, number one, there's volunteering is a great way to not only narrow down where your focus is, but also to get access and start to move in circles that you haven't been in because your focus has been about the development of two, two human beings and the, you know, well-being of your family. So those, you know, those outcomes, you know, are critically important, but in doing so, that's where your focus has been. So to be able to open that up and, and broaden it, it may expose you to people and businesses and organizations that, you know, will also connect you and hand you on. Because one of the greatest ways to get something, you know, get the next big gig is by somebody who goes, gosh, I just love working with you in this format. How else do I do it? And there's there's plenty. So, you know, we could talk about that. But let me ask you this. So let's say I, you know, I take a, a chance on you and I say, I sit down and now this is completely illegal to ask if under HR guidelines, but let's just say, <laughs> let's just say I'm not uh, held to that right now. And let me play devil's advocate to you a little bit. So, you know, the latest thing that you have on your resume is nine years of homeschooling your beautiful children who are now young adults and they're, they're quite, uh, you know, they, you've gotten to them to this point, but let's just say, I say, Shayla, that's all well and good, but you know, you've been out of the work world for a long time, you know, and I, I just don't really believe that, you know, homeschooling your kids is proof to me that, uh, that you have business chops or you have business acumen. So, you know, can you tell me how, you know, this can be listed as a job on your resume as homeschooling your kids? Absolutely. First of all, I will tell you personally, it's the hardest position I've ever held in my entire life. Uh, It's taught me more about my faults as well as how to quantify success. And for me, quantifying success is the results of my efforts that have been manifested in the two people that I oversaw during those nine years. When I said earlier that we decided to build a better mousetrap, we, we did. We took a conventional thing like education and became unconventional, doing things that swam upstream. And so I'm not saying that it was perfect. In fact, we learned a ton about what didn't work. But in that respect, what doesn't work teaches you so much more about what can work and what you need to do to make things different. Um, Results-wise, I was able to uh, have two children that entered into college in their high school years. And um, one is an honor student who, as an incoming freshman, she had almost junior status in her credits because of dual enrollment, which we got for free, by the way. Very proud of that. Very Uh, good. (laughs) We got the uh, Georgia State pays for dual enrolled kids. And then my other student is actually a graduating high schooler who has a full year of college behind his belt. And so 
when you look at results, it's really easy to measure and quantify whether or not that was a success because it's not just me handing out A's to my children, which by the way, I never did. They earned everything <laughs> that they, they earned every part of it. Uh, but when they became in a different setting, they could succeed just as well as they had when they were, when they were homeschooling. Okay. So let me just, hopefully you recognize some of the things that you said in there that were fabulous. Um, number one, and you kind of got into it a few sentences in, which is normal. And that's why I love this process. It's trying to get you to think in terms of sound bites and pivotal pieces of information. But you said a couple things that would make me stop and take notice. First of all, you said you managed two people. Think about that. As a part of the homeschooling process, you managed two people. You had to manage their day to day. Don't overlook that. There's a value in that. And especially if they're teenagers, God love you. <laughs> And middle school, oh, wow. I tell you, and you know, the other thing, Michael, is not only the value of managing down, I had to manage up. Mm -hmm. Because when you think about the dynamic of homeschooling, we have a principal, which namely is my husband. And so he wasn't here 24 hours a day to hear the decisions and the things that were going on. And so I had to report up. Mm -hmm. I had to be honest and I had to be um, transparent mm -hmm. about the things that were not working. And I was accountable for why they were not working and what we were going to do to make things right. Mm -hmm. So those are important things to, to play into a conversation that brings it back to what we call more traditional. And you, you know, for anybody listening, if they just popped on, <laughs> you know, kind of into it, I, the things that I am saying to play devil's advocate, I, I don't believe in, but it's, it's not only is it fun to, you know, to do this, but it's really important that to you, that you get to the meat of the matter. And the second um, that was really important is about the outcome. You know, the outcome, you know, so many times in interviews, I would interview people and I have interviewed, I don't even, I can't even tell you. I know it's been hundreds and hundreds and hundreds because I've managed that many. <laughs> um, but I don't know how many times people would say things like, well, I'm really a people person. Well, I really have a passion for doing well. Well, I'm an overachiever. Well, I'm a this. Okay, that's great. Yay for you. <laughs> you know, I got some pom-poms over here for you. What can you show me that you've done? Right. What can you show me that you've delivered? And in the last nine years, your delivery outcome expectation has been to get those kids educated and get them their start as adults in this world. And to have them be able to, to leave high school with college credits is something that's really important. Now, if I am playing devil's advocate further, because there will be people that do and say, well, that's fine. You could have handed out all the A's you wanted. You're their mom and you're going to love them, then be prepared to back up some of those things. Why here, let me give you an example. Here's, you know, something that, uh, that they were required to do. Here's where I, you know, and not, not a lengthy explanation, but it's important sure. to be able to say, you know, they had to have, you know, five credits of science, something, and I didn't have that. So we went over here. I had them overseen by this person. We, you know, whatever it is. But think about the elements that no matter who you're sitting in front of, whether we want this to be the truth or not, whether we want it to be reality or not, I don't care if you've been out of the workplace because you've been taking care of an ailing parent, you've been taking care of kids, you've been homeschooling, you've been uh, out for a layoff, you've been out because of an injury, doesn't matter. The person on the other side of the desk may believe that your time out for whatever reason mm -hmm. means that you are not as qualified as other candidates. 
you know, they may have the view that you're lazy. They may have the view that you're, you know, you took an easy path. And even though that may not be fair or justified, you would got to understand it and not be defensive with it. Go in with answers ahead of time to say, but this is how, this is how I can tell you I deliver results. Let me give you examples. And there's nothing better from me sitting on that other side of the table than to hear concrete examples of where you've done it, whether it's worked or not. Because I was always the kind of person that says, tell me a challenge you had where you came up with something and you totally failed and fell on your face. (laughs) It's true. Because I want to know that you can recognize it, that you're not afraid of it. But then I want to know, did you learn from it? Right, right. And it's funny, while you were talking, I was thinking exactly that term, which is the element of deliverables. Mm -hmm. And we live in a society that is, don't just tell me, prove to me, you know, we're not going to immediately accept what people say. And again, what is on my resume, you, you want to put your, your best foot forward. And so on that resume, if you can give me concrete reason as to why should I hire you? And it comes down to deliverables. Absolutely. And so then, you know, that's what I'm looking for, you know, as a hiring manager, hiring leader is I need to know whoever I bring on board, you could be the nicest person in the world. You could be the greatest, you could be the most fun, but unless I can be confident that you will deliver, I can't waste the time to hire you. And that, that even has to do with the fact of whether or not I can train you. I mean, because there's a lot of people that are very highly trainable, but if I have to have too much time to train somebody in something that they should know, now if they need to learn a new process, they need to learn a new product, certainly there's that. But if I'm not sure that you can lead people or lead a sales organization or lead a, you know, lead anything, lead a project, then I'm going to be held back. So then let me, let me take this in a more direct question and see how well you answer this. So let's say we're sitting in front of each other and I'm looking to hire you as a, what's something you've interviewed for lately or that you've applied for lately? Um, one of the things I interviewed for was a background investigator for the area. We have a very large military presence. In fact, we're going to become the leading NSA, um, station really in the whole U S. And so we have a very, uh, large market for people conducting background investigations. Okay. So let me ask you this question, Shayla. So, you know, the position of background investigator, I'm going to totally make this up. We'll see if I'm right. The position of background investigator takes somebody who has obviously, you know, you know, the core skills, attention to detail, you can follow process, but you have to be highly uh, self-motivated. You have to um, be willing to ask the tough questions. You have to be able to um, prove results that you are going to provide us with the absolute best uh, background uh, checks possible, that you're not going to let anything slide through the cracks. So, you know, given your background, what, what will you say to make me confident that you're that person? Well, I am that person because I am extreme attention to detail. Uh, it's a work from home position where you have to manage your ability to not only get the job done, which is to conduct the interviews in person, which by the way, I love people. Um, Got my degree in human (laughs) resource management, love people. Did I say that? Love people. Take it out. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So for me, a background investigator truly works uh, in tandem with the skill of who I am the fabric of who I am. So not only am I interviewing people, but 
then also I'm going to give you the deliverables of submitting that report on time and accurately. And, and that is something that I'm really good at. Okay. So let me get you some feedback on this. So first of all, and I know I say this and I laugh, but every time somebody would say to me, I love people, I'm always like, <laughs> I don't really care. <laughs> of course, I understand. Of course you love people. Everybody loves people. But I want you to think more strategically <laughs> because you always want your answers in interviews to be to have bullet points or sound bites. So I talk about okay. I talk about those things that if I were sitting next to you on an airplane and I said, you know, well, Shayla, tell me what you do, that you can give me a few sound bites that tell me the heart of what you do that I could apply then and say, oh my gosh, uh, well, I have a position open that would be perfect for that. So when I think about, you know, this, this kind of the really you know, lame kind of question that I answered, asked you there, really what I'd want you to come back with is something like, well, let me tell you, a position like this takes attention to detail, which I can prove to you that I've done because I have uh, worked through a system of homeschooling with my, with my uh, students that I had to uh, every day have you know, 10 objectives that were met, whatever. I'm not sure what that would be. Um, something else that you need is somebody who can, because this is a work from home position, that can manage time effectively to not only meet, but exceed expectations. I can do that. I've proven that over and over the last nine years. If you want specific examples, I'd be happy to show you how trying to not only, right. you know, uh, to keep the the distinction between school time and home time while right. all under the same roof. Uh, let me tell you another thing that uh, that I can deliver on is that I have um, I have uh, experience interviewing people, and let me tell you what I mean. In my position at Consumer Credit Counseling Service, I had to ask people about their money management skills, and often, in fact, ninety five percent of the time, it was because they came to us in deep financial debt. I'm not afraid of asking the tough questions that will that will allow people to answer honestly, but then to know that I'm diving for the critical information. And if we're doing background checks, that's pretty in important. Another example of that would right. be, I worked with ear, nose, and throat physicians, helping them grow the profitability of their practices, which meant I had to have deep financial discussions, not only with physicians, but with their administrators and about the overall fiscal he health of their entire company. I can ask the tough questions. So right. those are the pieces that, you know, when you think about what you're interviewing for, you want to think about what is important to that person on the other side of the table that always gets back to results, but that is a specific example that I can always show you. Here's what I mean by that. And give me something that's not a, well, I could do this, but I did this. I do this right. every day. Those elements. Are you taking notes? This is cute. <laughs> I am taking notes. Are you kidding me? I need all the help I can get. I love it. I hear the paper going and it's making me giggle. But you, you see what I'm saying? And that's where I want you especially to find your value because I know you um, and I have worked side by side with you many, many times. Um, so I obviously know your value, but you need to quantify your value in things that will resonate with that person that says, here's how I know this will make a difference to your business every single day. Right. And those are the things that make somebody stop and go, oh, okay, well, she might have been out of the quote unquote traditional workplace for a while, but that doesn't mean she wasn't working. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs>
So let me uh, let me ask you a funny little question as we kind of get near the end here is, you know, knowing what you know now, what advice would you give to the younger Shayla that would have shocked your potential or can, uh, faster, farther? Or, you know, what pieces of advice would you give to yourself to say, you know, here's your path, stay on it. And this is what I know. Uh, you know, there's no right or wrong answer, but I always want to know from people, you know, what, knowing what we know now, how would we guide that, that other person to ease the path one way or the other, or to make the path greater? That's a very good question. I think it's something that we need to reflect on all the time. But as I've thought about this, the one thing that I would tell the younger me is work on you, give worth to you instead of giving you away to everyone else and seeing worth through what you're doing for them. And that's true for employment. That's true for our family. That's true for our kids. I wish that I would have taken the time to maintain continuing education credits through business. Uh, I wish I would have volunteered within the business world so that I could have more, quote unquote, boots on the ground business experience that is current. And I would have told my earlier me to keep up on technology. Mm-hmm. That's, <laughs> I'm laughing only because I've had to keep up on technology <laughs> and I'm not necessarily any better at it. <laughs> I'm learning. I'm learning. Me too. I, and I almost called you Han. <laughs> oh, Han. <laughs> I call everybody that on my podcast. You know, uh -oh. Shayla, that, I think that is such important advice because there's so many people that go through the same thing. In fact, I was just talking recently uh, to a woman who left the workforce to take care of her ailing parents. And mm -hmm. now they've both passed. And she is, you know, she could retire, but it's kind of like one of the things you said earlier, you know, you don't have to work, but you want to work. And that's where right. she is. And she says, you know, but I have spent, and for her, it's been, I think almost 12 years. She goes, you know, everything, I feel like everything's gone by me. And, you know, I feel like I have so much more to give, but I don't know where to go. And so we just spent time, you know, filtering down the, the, essence of what makes her great. And in the end, she decided she just wanted to volunteer for a while. And um, so, you know, th so that resonated me with me when you said that. And I don't think she had been volunteering with the group for more than a few weeks when they <laughs> hired her. So they wow. said, we need you, you know, because she found she found the right fit for her. And right. it was a passion. And all of a sudden, they're like, oh, but we need you on our staff. And then she's, she called me. And she goes, I don't know if I want to take it. <laughs> like, no. I'm used to having whatever time I want to go. I said, let's talk about negotiating what your deal is. And, right. and then, you know, the world is different today. There's more freelancers. There's more, there's so many different things to do. It's really, there's, there's really many more opportunities, but it doesn't always feel like it when, you know, when you, where you are. So, um, a couple other thoughts for you is that I def volunteering is great, but you know, Shayla, knowing you and your personality, um, you know, you might just go to a couple networking groups within Augusta just to get out there and go to a lunch here and there and, and say hi and, you know, right. meet some people and, you know, spend $30 on a terrible lunch. <laughs> <laughs> you remember those from our, uh, our chamber of commerce. Yeah. Um, but, 
just to also gain some confidence in yourself that you have the ability to sit there and talk to people, you know, go to Kinko's and make up some, I guess it's not Kinko's anymore, FedEx office and uh, (laughs) get some, you know, get $10 worth of business cards made up with your LinkedIn, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, LinkedIn link, whatever, and your phone number and your email and, and things to give you just an opportunity to start feeling like Shayla, the businesswoman again, not just Shayla, the, right. the school administrator, Shayla, the wife, Shayla, the mother, Shayla, the friend, but Shayla, you know, who's really got something to offer this world. Right. And it's interesting you say that about your friend with volunteering, because that's really where I've kind of come full circle now is, as my husband says, if you pursue what you're passionate about, you'll never work a day in your life. And I so believe that, that if I can show you who I am through what I do, then it doesn't matter if you hire me or don't hire me. It's all about worth. Right. Absolutely. And you're very fortunate in that, you know, and it's, it's a great thing to say, I don't have to work, but I want to work. And, you know, for me, that always tells me about people is that there's a passion in there. You know, if you have a passion because you've got more to offer, you know, the greater world, then find an outlet for it. And once you get that, yeah, you're going to feel completely fulfilled, which also, as you know, opens (laughs) up more opportunities. It's true. Yeah. It's a little bit of that. Uh, Absolutely. That, the, you know, remember that's the book and the, all the crazy stuff with the secret, you know, what you want, you, you know, think about it and comes to you. But I think you start <laughs> to put yourself in those situations, you know, and then it's true. And more things come. That's right. So any, uh, any last words of, of wisdom from you to the rest of our listeners, many who are probably um, very familiar with your type of, you know, time out of the quote unquote traditional workplace or any other thoughts or, you know, things that, you know, are sitting in the back of your brain after we've been talking? Um, The only thing that I have is, I guess, just letting people know they're not alone. Um, I think we have an island mentality that I'm the only person that feels this way. And obviously, Michael's hitting on a hot topic here that a lot of people are very interested in. And she has so much ability to take what we say and to make it make sense logically my brain works in scattered string and she works more linearly <laughs> wow i don't know if anybody's ever said that to me but thank it's you <laughs> so true it's so true i feel like i'm just jumbled mess when it comes to employment and i have never felt this way i've never felt so out of the water in a setting and i feel the need to try to gain control of it, but I feel like it's a jumbled mess. And so you're not alone. That's the biggest takeaway. You're not alone. Absolutely. And that's why I think this is resonating. I've been so overwhelmed by the uh, response to this so far, which tells me that there, there are a lot of people just looking for not only, you know, guidance on, you know, how to make it to the next step with an interview, but also just to, to feel like there's a, a, community here. And if I can help facilitate that, then more power to all of us. Absolutely. It's wonderful. Thank you so much for joining me today, Shayla. Thank you. Keep me posted on your job search. And of course we will. Uh, But uh, I I really want to thank you for opening up and sharing your story because it's personal, but it's not just personal to you. I think we're going to find it's personal to a lot of people. Thank you for helping me through this process. I really appreciate it. You got it, girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining me on another episode of Shock Your Potential. 
Learn more today about my book, Tell Me More, and about me at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com. Make it a great day.